Blog Talk Radio. number one source for knowledge in the information age high frequency radio network
get started. How's the mic sounding? I trust as well. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, Soel, and it is a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. Once Once, once I'm done Yeah I would like to welcome you to another episode of the foundation Sorry about that Where we understand incorrect information Incorrectly applied can get you hurt Correct information in, Incorrectly applied Can get you hurt So we're looking to Apply correct information correctly i like to start off by saying all thanks Honors and praises Due to the creator and the ancestors I want to big up big brother Yusuf L Uncle Yusuf Uncle L Highfrequencyradionetwork.com The creator extraordinaire My man's waking up I feel like I went out there man I went and saw the brother man And I woke up the beast <laughs> I woke him up My man's going to be back on blog talk September 1st Yeah September 1st I saw it He, The show's already there y'all so you can holler at him here in a couple days, man. Big brother Yusuf. I mean, I'm not taking con- I'm not taking uh, any type of uh, you know uh, credit. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm not taking credit for Yusuf coming back out. I just, you know, I went and hollered at the brother, man. It's good to see, good to see the brother, man. You know, he's in good spirits, man. And um, my man's hustling, man. Um, that's the big brother, man. But he's keep coming back, man. So I'm excited. You know, brother can come back, and then people can stop saying that. Oh, I thought you were Yusuf. So L, I'm sorry about that. I don't um necessarily understand how that works. How people can confuse me with Yusuf. I guess we do have, I guess some similar subject matter. But you know, I'm, I'm kind of confused. But you know, hey. But you know, the brother's back, man. Welcome to thefoundation.com. Make sure you check it out. Welcome to thefoundation.com. Just how it sounds. You can uh, sign up for the email list right there on the page. And I, I want to see. I want to shout out all the new emails. I mean, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But like, and then I logged in, and it was like 90% of new subscribers are from the. Embedded form on your website And I was like wow I appreciate y'all man I love y'all man Y'all can check out the PDF section A whole bunch of free information in there That you know Isn't readily available uh, Find the Facebook page The Instagram page The Twitter page You know they're doing alright I don't know I don't, we, don't, we don't post too much you can book a consultation. You can also make a donation to Strings Attached. All at the same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. And it's always appreciated. I want to say peace to all the listeners, all the live listeners, all the live callers, all the internet live listeners, the archive listeners, the podcast listeners, MP3 listeners. I don't know how else y'all be listening. But I do want to say peace to every single, however you doing it. You on some sort of podcast app, or, you know, FM, I don't know, man. 
There's all types of this stuff popping. I don't have time to be going through app stores and reading reviews. I used to, man. I used to have a lot of time to do different stuff. But it's, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I want to say peace to all the trustees. Salute. Salute to all the trustees. Um, especially, you know, the foundation trustees. You know, they, they held it down overwhelmingly. And I want to say peace to all the, you know, trustees. What is this? Today's the... Uh, the 28th. I think there's 31 days in this month. So, what do we got? Like four days? One, two, three, three days. 29th, 30th, 31st. And that's it. Cut off date. I know a lot of people are going to hit me up on the first. Like, oh man, you know, you, you know, oh man. We, you know, we was, we thought it was the first, man. We thought it was the first, man. I, I thought it was the first. I, I did all this stuff and I got ready, man, and I did this and everything because I was thinking the first, man. I know I'm gonna got, I'm gonna have a lot of people. We got three days left. Trust teaching the foundation. Then, you know, we closing the doors, baby. I'm not the only one doing this type of, you know, training or education. But I do, you know, look to provide the most comprehensive uh, curriculum as possible. I, I, you know, we just try to make what I wish was available when I, you know, woke up. It was like, oh man, what? These are legislative entities, man. That's what this is. So you know, when it came to trust and you know trust administration, I was just really I was really disappointed that there wasn't, you know, some sort of like curriculum available, you know, above board and stuff. So that's what we look to do with the trustee training on the foundation, man. I got three days, man. We're going to be doing this for years. But, uh, you know, email us, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. But, you know, moving forward, trying to be all, all sad and stuff, you know what I'm saying? I want to say definitely peace to anyone I've done business with in the private. Anyways, you know, hollered at the foundation. You know, I don't know, you know, if we helped you get your business credit profile set up, get your business credit lines and, you know, Paydex. What is that, a Paydex score and all that? We answered some questions with regards to jurisdiction, whatever it is, man. Just want, want to say peace to anyone. That we've done business within the private. Anyone who sent an email, well wishes, or current event, or anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation. I don't know if y'all shared something. I don't know if you was like, yo, y'all gotta, you gotta check out this show. Maybe you shared the um, the phone number to the show. It's like, yo, check this out. I I appreciate that. Even if they don't listen, I know people get disappointed. They be like, man, I, you know, I tried to show it to my guy and he wouldn't even. You know, hey, real talk, man. It's the people that's closest to you and your family is going to be the last people to listen to you. They're going to have to see something that they're not able to do before they, you know, get to hollering at you. It's just, it is what it is. So, where was I at, man? That was it. That was it. We're going to do these current events, man. And then, um, 
then we're going to jump in this show. I wanted to do a part two, man. Look, <clears throat> got a lot of good uh, feedback from the last show, which is great. I appreciate it. And I just want to, you know, give y'all what y'all want, man, really, and really meet you uh, on your level, man. I don't really, you know, a lot of times I'm doing this show, it feels like I'm speaking the air, but I know I'm not. I know y'all listening. And I don't really know. I don't really get feedback. I can't see your face. I can't see if your eyes look confused. I can't see if you catch it. I can't see you smile. Like I, I you know, there's a lot of stuff I be missing doing these shows. But last last show, y'all y'all really uh, y'all was rocking with it. So I'm gonna do a part two. But let me jump in these current events. And if I get choppy, man, y'all gotta uh, somebody text me. I know somebody. All right, so let's jump on Reuters. Uh, retailers, how? H-O-W-L. As U.S. trade agency locks in 15% tariffs on September 1st. This is uh, Washington. This is Reuters. The Trump administration today made official its extra 5% tariff on $300 billion in Chinese imports and set election dates of December 15th, prompting hundreds of of U.S. retail, footwear, toy, and technology companies to warn of price hikes. So that's U.S. retail, footwear, toy, and technology. Technology includes the phones, the, the tablets, the computers, all that stuff, man. The infrastructure, maybe even the, you know, the technology that they're using on the towers. To provide the service and the signals to your wireless devices. They're warning of price hikes. Here comes the inflation, y'all. The U.S. Trade Representative's Office said in an official notice that collections of 15% tariff will begin at 12.01 a.m. Eastern. Sunday, on a portion of the list covering over $125 billion of targeted goods from China. This initial, I'm sorry, initial tranche, I don't know, includes smartwatches, Bluetooth headphones, flat panel televisions, and many, many types of footwear. U.S. Customs and Border Protection will also start collecting 15% tariff on December 15th on the remainder of $300 billion in the list, including cell phones, laptop, computers, toys, and clothing. Clothing. USTR said in the Federal Register filing, U.S. President Donald Trump announced the increase in 15% from 10% last Friday on Twitter, escalating the bitter U.S.-China trade war after Beijing hit back with retaliatory tweets, I'm sorry, tariffs, I almost said tweets, of $75 billion worth of U.S. goods, including crude oil. A USTR spokesman said the agency would ensure a separate Federal Register notice with details of Trump's planned tariff increase to 30% on $250 billion in goods that have already been hit with 25% tariff, including procedures for collecting public comments on the move. All right. I'm done with that one. But to me... This is what I'm. This is what this is what I see with this right here. This is on Reuters. Y'all can look this up. Retailers howl as U.S. trade agency locks in 15% tariffs on September 1st. Talking about all these 
price increases. I don't know, you know. If everybody's in on it. If all the countries are in on it, I mean, I would, you know, we could just stage a bunch of weird stuff because we know certain types of inflationary principles and situations are going to present themselves very soon. And, you know, at least we can give the people a reason as to why they're paying more for goods and services. I think this is the cover. Um, I, I'm not saying that this is like fake news or and there's really no tariffs. There are tariffs, absolutely. But these price hikes and stuff like that, I mean, I don't know. And I don't know if the tariffs are pulled away if, you know, if we're going to see differences, like retailers are going to, you know, they already raised prices. You think they're going to lower them? If you owned a company and you were able to raise prices and then the conditions no longer existed with, with regards to what caused you to raise prices in the first put, in the first place, would you lower them? I don't know. I mean, it's something to think about, ultimately. But here it comes, you know. Here it comes. They're letting us know that we're about, we're going to start feeling this stuff as consumers. Um, with that being said, Reuters, dollar inches up as recession gears persist. The dollar rose today, but the moves were small and range-bound as a deepening inversion of the U.S. yield curve stoked investor anxiety about a recession just days before U.S. and Chinese retaliatory tariffs on each other's imports are set to go into effect. Two U.S. government bond yields rose further above 10-year yields to a spread as low as minus 6.5 basis points, a spread which signals coming recession when it falls below zero was last at minus 3.7 basis points. Investors are worried that U.S.-China trade war could tip the world into an economic slowdown. I mean, this is on Reuters, man. They say this in the public. Previously, it was just so-called weirdos and wackos saying this stuff. The U.S. Trade Representative's Office, USTR, said today reaffirmed President Donald Trump's plans to impose an additional 5% tariff on $300 billion of Chinese imports starting September, blah, blah. We heard this, right? But they're saying the dollar inches up. And a lot of, um, from what I'm seeing, a lot of money <laughs> is, believe it or not, coming to you know, the United States. There's a lot of negative yields on you know bank accounts, savings accounts, and whatnot. And a lot of different money has been coming to the U.S. because, I mean, nominally, even though it's barely above zero, the policy is above zero in the U.S. So think about it. 
Um, Reuters, the United States does not intend to intervene in currency markets for now, Mnuchin tells Bloomberg. Mnuchin told Bloomberg in an interview that the situation could change in the future, but that he believes such actions would be more effective if the U.S. Treasury intervened in conjunction with both the Federal Reserve and the U.S. allies. Treasury Department has no intention of intervention at this time. Bloomberg quoted Mnuchin as saying situations could change in the future right now. We are not contemplating an intervention. U.S. President Donald Trump has frequently complained that the strong against currencies of major trading partners, including Europe and China, putting U.S. exports at a disadvantage. Mnuchin labeled China as a currency manipulator earlier this month after the People's Bank of China allowed the yuan or yuan to briefly slip below seven to the dollar. In July, Mnuchin told Reuters that the Treasury had not made any changes to his policies regarding uses of $93.8 billion exchange stabilization fund, which is also known as the Plunge Protection Team, the Exchange Stabilization Fund, which has been used in the past coordinating market interventions to stabilize specific currencies in times of financial crises. Is this, you know, are they specifically talking about China? Is there some sort of intervention that could be done in Europe? You see what's going on with the with the pound, with this Brexit, and they're going to suspend parliament, so they have to make some sort of decision. Are you, are you following this? The pound is down. pound is down. Reuters, U.S. consumer confidence falls but only slightly, despite trade fight. U.S. consumer confidence fell less than expected in August, with households still upbeat about the labor market despite an escalation in trade tensions, which has cast a shadow over the longest economic expansion in history. While the survey from the conference board on Tuesday did not change expectations that the Federal Reserve will cut interest rates again next month and further the reduced chances of an aggressive easing to counter the effects of the U.S.-China trade war, including tighter financial conditions. The consumer remains confident despite the ongoing trade war between the U.S. and China, and this bodes well for the economic outlook in the second half of the year, said Chris Rupke, chief, econo- no, chief economist at MUFG. In New York, he went on to say consumers may have even seen July's rate cut as a good medicine for the economy, which will help keep the economy on the sustainable growth path. The conference board said its consumer confidence index slipped um, only this month from a slightly upwardly revised 135.8. The index was previously reported at 135.7 in July. Economists Polled by Reuters, had forecasted dropping to 129.5 in August. Hmm. So, I guess the consumer's confident, right? But not too confident. And this is what's going on. But look at this. Crowds force. 
Costco to shut Made in China store early on opening day. U.S. hypermarket chain Costco Wholesale Corporation was forced to shut its first store in China early on its opening day, according to state media, after large crowds flocked through the door and caused traffic in the Shanghai neighborhood. Videos posted on Chinese social media showed thousands of people crowding the aisles of the store in Shanghai's Minhang district, while signs outside warned incoming shoppers that they may have to wait three hours to park. One nearby school sent out an advisory to parents warning them about the traffic conditions, saying, quote, please expect the student dismissal this afternoon to be severely delayed due to grand opening of Costco supermarket, end quote. Due to the extremely large, large crowds at the newly opened supermarket, for the safety of the public, we urge that residents cons- uh, consume in a rational manner and choose to go shopping at an off-peak time. Government officials were quoted as the same. Costco did not immediately respond to Reuters' request for comment. Why am I talking about China's having to shut down? Or, um, I'm sorry, Costco trying to having to shut down their, their store in China. Why am I talking about this? Because U.S. house prices um, rose in June, but the momentum is slowing. This is on Reuters. USA Today t- says the Chinese buyers pulled back from U.S. housing market, hurting home sales. China is the new consumer-based economy. We're shifting from the powerhouse to consumer-based economy. Um of the world being the United States into the consumer powerhouse country in the world, biggest economy, in the world economy, the largest one is going to be China. Man, they got malls over there waiting, just chilling, security guards and stuff walking around. They're going to do, I feel like there's there's some kind of monetary policy. Something's going to flip real quick on the world stage. And China's about to start doing their dance. And that right there just shows that the the Chinese consumers are ready. They're absolutely ready. And they they testing it. They testing the market. Now, of course, you know, you want to get as much brand out of a out of a you know. Out of a deal, so you know they're gonna pop pop off the United States market, but it's gonna be slow going because you know people still got bread over here. But we'll see when conditions start changing. We'll see when prices start going up on Chinese goods, which is where we get everything from. Like y'all don't understand how dependent you are we are on China yet. You, we'll see. We gonna dependent. We are on Chinese goods here in the United States. We won't see. And hopefully, in my opinion, it's going to usher in an age similar of old where there's a lot of manufacturing here versus it being outsourced to different countries. But, man, the price of goods, this cheap stuff, man, we about to see the last of that. Hope you all understand this. I really do. So, yeah, housing prices rise. 
U.S. housing prices rose solidly in June, but the pace of appreciation is slowing, which together with declining mortgage rates could boost the struggling housing market. Oh, is that right? But home sales are hurting, says USA Today, huh? Even with lower mortgage rates and sales pick up in July, purchases of homes are still down significantly compared to 2018. But while analysts typically blame high prices and growing worries about a possible recession, another factor is also playing a prominent role. Foreign buyers, particularly the Chinese, have pulled back sharply from the U.S. real estate market. Foreign investors purchased $77.9 billion in residential property in the 12 months ending in March. Man, $77 billion, man, down 36%. And that's down 36%. That's down 36% from the previous 12-month period. This is the National Association of Realtors. China, meanwhile, topped all other countries for the seventh consecutive year with 13.4 billion in home purchases. But that was down a whopping 56% from the prior year. About half those sales were all cash, which is down from 58%. The next largest international buyers, Canada. I'm sorry, man. Canada. I shouldn't be saying people's country like that. Canada, that was an accident. India and the United Kingdom also had big drops, but they represent smaller shares of the market. The magnitude of China's decline is quite striking, implying less confidence in owning property in the U.S., says Lawrence Yoon, chief economist at NAR. All told, existing U.S. home sales are down about 3% so far this year from the same period in 2018, despite a 2.5% increase in July from the prior month. Okay? Big reason Chinese investors are retreating from the American housing market is that Beijing has placed tight limits on how much capital can leave the country in the wake of a devaluation in the yuan a few years ago. Hmm. 77 billion, man. 77.9. Can't even fathom. 77.9 billion. I can definitely fathom the lifestyle. The lifestyle it would create. It'd be over. CNBC. U.S. 30-year bond yield falls to record low, under 2 percent, as global recession fears grow. I hope y'all smell my drift. The rate on the benchmark 30-year Treasury bond sank to an all-time low on Wednesday, while the U.S. yield curve inverted even further as fixed-income traders grew more confident in forecasts of tepid inflation and slower economic growth. Hmm. Hmm. CNBC Dow drops more than 100 points as bond market recession in air. Trade worries worsen. And then the plunge protection team popped it off. I think the market's back up 200 some points, 250 points, man. I love it, man. That's crazy. It's crazy. The whipsawing. It's whipsawing. These markets are whipsawing. The Dow Jones Industrial Average more than erased a 155-point rally on Tuesday as a recession indicator from the bond market.
worsened and fears around the U.S.-China trade war weighed on equity trading. Mm. J.P. Morgan considers sale of $1 billion AARP credit card portfolio. Reuters. What? Look, and this is one of the shortest, shortest articles you'll ever see because they just let, man, they're talking to each other, man. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company is looking to sell the credit card portfolio through a partnership with the nonprofit AARP, Bloomberg reported, citing people familiar with the matter. The sale would include about $1 billion in credit card receivables, according to the report. Alliance Data Systems Corporation is among those interested in the portfolio, Bloomberg reported. J.P. Morgan, Alliance Data, and AARP were Immediately available for comment. That's it. That's it. The sale would include about $1 billion in credit card receivables. Receivables. What does that mean? They're, they got about $100 billion of people paying their bills, their credit card bills. That's what that means. Right now, though, but why is J.P. Morgan trying to pop off these credit cards, though? Are they getting out? Because they know something? Are they getting out beforehand? I mean, watch the move. Watch the move. Don't, you know, y'all, man, we play basketball. I play basketball, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't watch the ball. My coach always said, well, don't watch the ball. Because, you know, you can get dizzy from cats that can just, you know, got mad handles. Watch the man's waist. Because wherever his waist moves, that's where he's going. And watch his toes, where he points his toes. Most time, but mostly watches waste. Are you watching the move? I'm watching their waste. These cats over there dribbling. Blah, 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 blah. I'm watching their waste, man. Are y'all watching their waste? I had to tell that story. I can't be like, you watching their waste? He'd be like, what are you dude talking about? I think so's getting sick. I'm good. I'm good. Reuters, Pentagon in talks with Australia on rare earth plant. I remember when I was talking about these earths, man. Department of Defense is in talks with Australia to host a facility that would process rare earth minerals, part of an effort to reduce reliance on China for the specialized materials used in military equipment. The push comes as China threatens to curb exports to the United States of rare earths, a group of 17 minerals found in fighter jets, tanks, and high-tech consumer electronics. Y'all, if y'all, I mean, if y'all, any of y'all traders, man, y'all here trading, man, you know what I'm saying? Let's grab, you know, just research on these rare earth, um, the companies that have holdings of rare earth deposits and stuff like that, and just man, snatch them up, snatch them up, snatch them up, snatch them up. CNBC Gold jumps one percent on recession fears. Silver breaches eighteen dollars an ounce. Man, I started buying silver back in like it was like ten dollars, eleven dollars, man. Started buying silver, man. Look, man, this stuff is eighteen dollars an ounce, man. What? Gold rose, rose more than 1% yesterday as fears of a possible recession with investors following disappointing U.S. economic data and an ongoing U.S. trade China dispute. While silver breached $18 for the first time in nearly two years, BB. Spot gold was up to 1540 which is where that's right now. Silver's at 1845 A lot of people are worried about the one 
economy that is doing well now, the U.S. economy, and with these numbers for the consumer confidence, that puts it into question a little bit. This is Chris Gaffney, president of World Markets at TIAA Bank. The inverted yield curve is certainly recessionary signal. That adds flows into gold as a safe haven. End quote. It's Gaffney. That was CNBC. <sighs> Email me. I mean, at welcome to the foundation.com. Look, this gold is going to start getting expensive. Look, and look, man, I got into rhodium. Y'all know about rhodium? I got into rhodium when it was like six, $700 an ounce. That stuff is $4,500 an ounce. You can almost get three ounces of gold with one ounce of rhodium right now. Almost. Almost. People ratio trade uh, uh, stocks that do, do bonds and currencies and stuff, man. Man, I deal with real money. So, you know, um, as this stuff gets more and more expensive, different ways of, of obtaining actual true metals, real gold, real silver are going to wane, going to diminish. And um, all type of counterfeiting and all that stuff is going to proliferate. It's going to buy, you know, it's going to be crazy because, you know, there's going to be money in that. You know, these things are, people's cars are getting stolen. Man. Any of y'all know somebody's car that got stolen and then they found a car, but they cut off the catalytic converter because there's, you know, platinum, palladium in those things. And they're worth bread, you know, precious metals. So, that being said, you know, I'm an advocate of carrot bars, man. You can get, you know, some gold for like $50, $60, man. Well, probably not anymore, too much, longer. Whenever you want, like, you know, put it on autopilot, you know, just... Do seventy dollars a month or something like that, and don't even think about it. And just it adds up crazy. It adds up crazy after over time. But either way, you know, this fiat, this stuff, this man, with the currency wars, and you know, look, you don't have control over you know the prices of goods and services. You really don't. What you do have control over is the purchasing power, and can you protect it? You go to work for eight hours and you go home and that money that you, you know, exchanged or, you know, the value you exchange your energy for, can you protect the purchasing power? I think, you know, the best way to do that is in gold and silver, man. So admin, I welcome to the foundation.com. Get your hands on real gold and silver. I mean, you ain't got to do it through care bars. I just think it's real convenient and easy. Once you get past the, like, KYC, the know your customer stuff, they want to they copy the, the, something, the ID and then, like, a, a utility bill or something. But they sending you gold, so I guess it makes sense. Be like, I didn't get it. Like, okay, can <laughs> just be sending people gold. They be like, they didn't get it. But um, yeah, once you get past that, it's pretty simple. It's real simple, and I mean, it's legit. I've been using it for years. But it is what it is. Do your dance. But you know, here it comes, y'all. Uh, Dutch regulators see potential privacy breach in Microsoft Windows. They're telling y'all what's good. This is on Reuters. Microsoft is remotely collecting data from users, Windows Home and Windows Pro, and a potential breach of privacy. The Dutch Data Protection Agency said yesterday the DPA said it had found the 
practices while it was testing privacy protection changes in Windows made last year by Microsoft in the AG, at the agency's request. And last but not least, I'm sure you heard about this, Apple apologizes for listening to Siri recordings and they promise changes. Y'all, y'all be messing with Siri? I know y'all do. I don't. I turn, man, I know y'all do. Apple ap- apologize for letting contractors listen to commands that users give to its voice assistant Siri. The company is now promising changes. The practice, which is designed to improve the quality of Siri, of Siri excuse me, came under scrutiny after the Guardian reported last month that contractors could hear users' private conversations, such as um, when they were talking about they ain't gonna put that in this in this article, but I read it. And then you know they be updating the articles, especially the online ones. They be taking stuff out. <laughs> okay, well they was they was they was hearing private information, users um having like sexual relations, and like uh, other stuff. They they named three things in the one I read. But man, none of this stuff is safe. None of it. But with that being said, that's it. That's it. Current events. Let's jump into this. Welcome to the foundation. Appreciate y'all. Okay. Why isn't that working? Whatever. Welcome to the foundation, y'all. This episode is Trusty Basics. You need to know when going private part two. And like one of the big things from from last week, I, I got several people who emailed me or, you know, hit me up and said, you know, one of the most compelling things that I said last week was you didn't have to start your trust with Federal Reserve notes. I thought that was common knowledge. And not to be pejorative or, you know, impress, impress upon you that I think that that's some sort of uh, lack of education or nothing. I'm just saying, like, I, I think sometimes I'm not as um, What would I say? I guess the success, that's what I'll say, the success of our public educational system with regards to completely pulling out the education of any type of um, financing or teaching of assets of substance that are outside of paper instruments. You know, um, pieces of paper, like for real, these things are pieces of paper. A stock is a piece of paper, a bond is a piece of paper, a Federal Reserve note is a piece of paper. And um, I think, you know, that's the reason why I did, you know, I jumped on the basics because I don't, to me, people say this stuff is very advanced. Like, okay, so uh, I was opening another account, you know, this, this trust brokerage account, the brokerage account, because I know, you know, one of my things is I want to, I've always, you know, well, not always, but recently in the past couple, you know, 10 years or so, I've been like, okay, I want to manage a fund, you know, so I've opened a few trust brokerage accounts at different um, brokerage firms, you know, Charles Schwab and, you know, stuff like that. So um, 
on opening another one, you know, I walked in and I'm dealing with these guys and um, it's getting to the point where <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know, but I'm just going to be honest, man, because y'all my family and I just keep it real. I um, was getting to the point where, you know, I'm dealing with people in the public that are, seem very young. You know, these guys are young, man. You know, it's like these guys don't know. Um, they don't know too much about, you know, how how I do business. First and foremost, even though it's every day to me, and I say it's a lifestyle, y'all. It's 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 you, when you become a trustee, you're doing the same things you do in life, but you're doing it differently. Whether you're you have more um, accountability or more procedure behind it, or uh, more of a purpose, or uh, more specificity as far as what you can do and what powers are. Uh, you know, and to me, a lot of people be like, well, you know, being a trustee, it's it's kind of scary and blah, blah, blah. To me, it's it's freeing. It, it's I feel free. I feel enabled to do things that, you know, corporate officers and, you know, different um, trustees of corporate boards cannot do ever because of the restriction of the legislation as well as the, you know, specific trust indenture that you're dealing with. You know, and I like it, but I've been dealing with this stuff for a while, you know, and to me, it's, I guess it's every day. And I don't realize that, you know, most of the people I deal with every day understand what I'm talking about. Even my family, you know, you know, they'll be like, oh, my God, he's talking about trust again. Like, but they know what I'm talking about and they're very familiar. And um, I guess, you know, through the past couple of years, I guess I've been uh, desensitized to, you know, the the um the mind state that I was in when I when this stuff wasn't so simple to me when it wasn't everyday to me and I like as I was saying so I'm opening another you know brokerage account or whatever and the, the guy who you know his dude's like 20 he's got to be like 15 20 years younger than me and my birthday's coming up in a little bit and I'm just like you know I'm just you know around the birthday I'll be thinking like you know damn what have I done? And I feel good about my life. Don't, don't get me wrong, man. I've, I've accomplished some stuff. I've been all over the world. I, I've really done some things that to, even to this day, I'm really, really, um, it's unbelievable to me. I'm very, very thankful. But still, you know, I'm kind of, you know, you know, I got gray hair and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can see it if you look closely. And uh, anyways, the, you know, he leaned over and, you know, he said, "Oh, I've been I've been with the company for a few years, and you know um, I appreciate you being patient." Uh, and he was like, "This, you know, the structure that you, you know, the structure of the trust that you come in with. Uh, uh, I've never seen anything so complex." And uh, was that yesterday or today? Because I'm I'm doing this now, y'all. Um, and it's at a you know it's at a different uh, brokerage. It's not at the same firm that I did the other one at, which would probably be real easy. But I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, you gotta hey. Now, limit the liability. You spread the stuff out. This is just the way I'm looking at it. Um, so, it's, you know, this whole process over again, which, you know, takes some time. It's actually going faster than last time. And maybe that's probably because I learned through the f- first couple process. But either way, when he said, you know, I've never seen anything this complex. I realized I was like, man, yeah, I guess, I, you know, the, this stuff is complex. It's very complex. And sometimes I make it seem like, or I kind of play it off like, ah, you know, it's nothing. 
And I think, you know, that frustrates people, especially some trustees. And, I, you know, I'm sorry, y'all, you know, for the trustees, any of y'all who just, like, be frustrated because how nonchalant I am with the info, you know, um, just because I get it. And I know what it's like to not get it. And, you know, people just be like, la, 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 and just, you know, just doing that dance all in front of me, just, like, back and forth and stuff. And I can't even, you know, and I don't want to try because everybody looking. But I know what it's like. So, um it's important to me to do this, you know, this little uh, Trust Basics uh, part two. You know, Trust Basics, you didn't even know when going private part two. Like, very, you know, basic stuff uh, to me. Stuff that I, I take for granted. Um, but it's it's complex, man. It is. It is. And, you know, I do have to admit that I have a I have an issue sometimes with, you know, kind of getting in my own little world. And some people have said that, you know, inconsiderate or whatever. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm never trying to be inconsiderate to nobody. Um, I'm never trying to, uh, you know, make someone feel like uh, they, they're they not, you know, on my level or nothing. Because, I mean, pff, what level am I on? Who really knows? You know, I just know some trust. Uh, I know structure and I know, you know, how to, Interface with entities under contract from a you know a position, a specific position or or a post or you know yeah position. I, I'm really I'm really familiar with that. And whether it's, you're talking corporations, where you're talking trust or foundations or nonprofits or whatever, man, we're talking fundamentally interfacing or the interfacing um, with the public or with other parties through a specific post or role contractually within some sort of, you know, technically fictitious organization. I'm very familiar with that and different to that. So, you know, without further ado, let's jump into this. So ultimately, I'm going to get basic is, is, is whatever. You know, a trust is a contract, man. Quit playing. Don't let anybody tell you anything, anything different. A trust is ultimately a contract. The only way, the only time a properly executed, private, express trust, like for real, like the for real stuff, comes under trust law is how the income is dispersed and how the income is taxed. And now, before I could go any further, I'm not a law student. Actually, I am a law student. I, I study law, but I'm not a law student. You know what I'm saying? Year one, you know, year two. I don't, you know, I'm not in school with that dance. I'm not a legal attorney. I don't get legal advice. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a tax uh, accountant, attorney, none of that stuff. So this stuff is for informational, educational purpose only. You got to do your own dance when it comes to, you know, due diligence and checking out what I say. But. Nine times out of ten, you're going to check out what I say. It's going to come back pow-pow. So, it is what it is, ultimately. But a proper trust is a contract. So, the difference between a trust contract and a trust agreement, the main difference, in my opinion, is that one is public and the other is private. Traditionally, usually. Not all the time. You're not going to find, like, 100%. You know what I'm saying? There's some people run around with six fingers, man. And you wouldn't know it if you just looked at their hands real quick. But they got six fingers on both hands, and they work magically. Like, them things just think, man, wow. Man, you, you think I'm playing? Look it up on YouTube, man. There's people out here, man, who will grab a bat or grab you or grab your arm with six fingers, man. 
but you know, so what I'm saying is, you know, not everything, you know, hey. But, you know, usually a trust agreement is, you know, dealing with some sort of legislative entity in a trust contract. It's dealing with some sort of private entity and entity in the, in the sense that it is a legal person. And, you know, through legislation, these legal persons receive certain, you know, um, rights similar or on par to, you know, natural persons, real people living, breathing. I say living, breathing because person and, and people, and, uh, uh, you know, Man and human and man and then mankind. I mean, I'd be like, man, okay, so was mankind is that kind of a man? Like, I'm not gonna get into it, but living, breathing, how about that? Living, breathing, walking, talking. Hmm? So, but having the same rights, own property, you know, um, sue and be sued, blah blah blah. So there's two two ways to do that. Ultimately. It's, you know, through a private contractual entity. Or you can have some public contractual entities, but, you know, private contracts, which is, you know, the right to con- common law, right to contract unlimited. That's that's the common law. People oh, it's a common law contract. It is not a common law contract, man. Or common law trust. You got, I, I heard I heard you. Uh, I heard you know how to do your dance with common law trust. Like, nah, man. I know what you mean, but it is not a common law trust. It is a contract that um, that is executed under the common right, I mean, sorry, the, the common law right to contract unlimited. Distinction, you know, to me, this stuff is simple. But the foundation—if your foundation is distinct and specific, you know—then your dance is distinct and specific. So it's a contract. That's where you get the constitutional protections. You don't have any constitutional protections. I'm not even gonna go down that road. We've done contracted into so many different con. We I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, holler at you, sis. If you really want to, I don't, I don't go there, man. I don't even know where to start, where to begin, where to, look, I stick with the stuff that I know and I'm, you know, I'm comfy with. But the contract itself easily receives a constitutional protection where no state can pass any law impairing the obligation of the contract. As long as the obligation of the contract is not to break a law or harm anyone or their property, then the court's duty is to uphold the contract. Specific. Yes, simple. You have three main positions in a trust, a grantor, the trustee, and the beneficiaries. The grantor is the one who grants certain um, property usually, or at least the contract indenture itself spells out the terms, conditions, appoints the trustees, 
throws the corpus or, you know, starts the trust out with a specific corpus or body of the trust or the initial assets of the trust. And trustees sign on. And if you have a revocable trust, the grantor has powers over the trust. If you have an irrevocable trust, then the grantors have no power or the grantor has no power. And they can't come back and have any say in anything. And this is where people get scared. They're like, oh, I'm supposed to put my house in the trust and give it to the trustee. I have no power. Well, technically, no. The grantor can place the items in trust. You can be the trustee. Well, how do I be the grantor and the trustee without it being some sort of, you know, arm's length situation? Well, that's where, you, you know, you get into trustee training and learn how to specifically do and administer these specific types of transactions. But there's a specific process in, in ways of doing things. But ultimately, you got the trustee, trustees, the grantor, and the beneficiary. Beneficiaries sit there and partake in the benefits that are allowed them according to the contract indenture, whether that is a distribution of income or assets or whatever, or a portion of the assets or corpus of the trust, depends on the indenture, and or beneficial use of certain trust property. Whatever the trust property is. Think about it. Now, if the beneficiaries have any power or control over the trust, it is not a trust. It's considered a partnership. You can call it trust all day. You can have a trust indenture, executed, all types of stuff with the proper jurisdictions. You know, it's, it's on the cold, 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 ill paper. The stuff they, they drew the Constitution up with, baby. With the little things, the little things sticking out the paper, you can pull them off and stuff. You know what I mean? But improper administration will reduce it to you know some sort of partnership or disregarded entity. And that's why I get into trustee training. I'm not first of all, I'm an educator. I'm not really into sales. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I get it. You know, you got to operate in certain ways. But this thing is, it's all about education. Everything else is, you know, circumstantial. So I'm not, I'm not out here just, oh, here's, here's a trust. Here's a trust. Here's another trust. Here you go. Pay your fast. Because I understand that administration is key. Trustees, you can get look, a bad, bad trust indenture, right? And not the work, man. You got to have certain powers. And trustees, the board, it has powers to amend the contract. But a bad trust indenture couldn't be brought into alignment with, you know, what is known as a good trust indenture, you know, by those in the private, by a proper, in, properly informed and educated board of trustees. A, the best trust indenture in the world has no hope if it's administered by uneducated and improperly positioned trustees. Three main spots, grantor, trustee, beneficiary. 
three main spots. Then where is it? Where is the situs? Okay, so where 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 was it created? But then you know, as the tr- the board of trustees, they can change the situs at any time. Whenever they whenever they hey, and no 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 state can pass any law impairing the obligation of a contract. If the board of trustees resolves at a meeting of the board of trustees to amend the original contract indenture, such amendment becomes a part of the indenture itself and therefore is law. That's very powerful. No state shall pass any law impairing the obligation of contract. That is very powerful. We're, we're talking more powerful than an LLC. Why? More powerful than a corporation. Why? More powerful than any type of legislature, legislative entity. Why? Because control of the entity and the governance of the entity is solely held by the Board of Trustees. Regardless of any House resolution, the House and the Senate of the state and they pass the legislature and then the governor signs off, it doesn't matter. It does not affect the administration of the contract. The trust is not registered with the state. Lack of registration means lack of jurisdiction. Unless there's improper administration with regards to specific transactions. Each transaction will be looked at on its own. You can have one co-mingled self-dealing transaction that will peel apart the entire whole situation from start to finish whether that's years or months or whatever and find that one transaction and say oh, oh, oh that transaction right there that was self-dealing that was co-mingling you can't prove it blah 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 so we're going to tax that transaction to you and the money that you used to purchase the thing actually wasn't for the trust. It was for you. So all that money was income to you. And you need to pay taxes on that income. Out face if we're talking about some sort of vehicle or something. So that all, that money that you, the money that was used to purchase that was income to you. And you didn't pay taxes on it. So here's the taxes you owe plus penalties and fees all the way up from all those years back how would you like to pay that most of the thing oh they breached the trust and then you know if they pierce the trust and then you know oh it's all over it's a rap rizzle no they can get you with specific transactions Now, what is the difference between a deductible, an allowable expense according to contract indenture and a deductible expense according to the Internal Revenue Service? That was weird. 
But yeah, what's the difference between an allowable expense according to the contract indenture and an allowable expense or an allowed deductible expense according to the Internal Revenue Code? You should holler at that. But you should also look up what a grantor is, what a trustee is, and what a beneficiary is. Real quick. You also need to understand, very important, that 99% of the information in regards to trust that you're going to get from, you know, web searches, using search engines, using Google, which is, you know, obviously the duck, duck, go or whatever. That's the private one people use and stuff. You're going to find predominantly trust information with regards to legislative trust. And a lot of the stuff that confuses people is it's hard for them to grasp the step between a legislative trust and a contract trust that does not owe its existence to legislation, so it's not governed by legislation. And once they grasp that, then, you know, it's, 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 it's the takeoff period. And I, you know, I genuinely appreciate when people really start to pick up on this information, you know, specifically in the trustee trainings. Um, trustee liabilities on all contracts made, whether signing as trustee or signing individually. Liability of removal for breach of trust, waste, mismanagement, or good cause shown in an action for removal in a court of equity or according to the trust instrument. Liability for losses sustained by the trust as a result of negligence. Liability for torts and criminal and civil wrongs or acts of bad faith. Trustees also run liability in all cases of co-mingling of trust funds and liability for all mischief of his agents to exercise discretionary powers. And this is why, like, when you start trust, you really start to understand government. You understand delegations, what a sheriff is and a sheriff's deputy, a deputy and how the, whatever the deputy does is on the sheriff. That's why CEOs be resigning and, and getting fired. People even be like, oh man, it was the CEO didn't did it. It was you know the people in the country. It's the CEO's the CEO's and all those people responsible, or she is responsible for all those people. Anything that happens on their watch, that's that's it's net. Anything if you're a trustee and you delegate some sort of authority with regards to trust powers to any agent or manager, and they mess up, it's on the original trustee who did the delegation. But the trust is not at all liable for any losses sustained in the proper discharge of duties. And 
In the case of other losses due to negligence or tort, the trustee may be able to be bonded in the manner ordinarily used by executors and administrators. They are generally not liable for contracts in which liability was properly limited using the methods to be shown on specific documents when they evidence the existence of the trust. I don't care if you got a private trust, contractual trust, you can have a George Washington Carver trust. When you're doing business as a trustee of the trust, if you don't specifically, specifically present evidence to limit the liability of all these transactions and so on and so forth to the trust and the trust only, it's quite possible that when you run in the trust lean and the trust doesn't have very many assets because, you know, you're smart and there's a problem, you know, the account goes negative or something like that and the trust can't pay it. These powerful attorneys that work for these banks or whatnot are going to come after you as a specific trustee. And you're going to say, oh, well, it's common law, it's a contract, and it says in the contract that, you know, the trustee is indemnified in these specific situations. Did you put the bank or that financial institution on notice of that? And if you did not, then it might as well not matter. It might as well not be in the contract because you didn't notice it. So many people, so many people. I talk to them like, oh, I got a trust already. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I was I just wanted to know how you do, you know what I'm saying? Blah blah blah. Like, all right, well, you know, I gotta know a little bit more, but once you holler at me. And then we go into these other things about how, you know, they wanna do these specific you know, um, things, but then I ask them a couple questions that are very relevant to what they want to do and they can't answer it. it well, well, it's private. What's that got to do anything to do with it? I'm private, you know. I'm private, you know, no jurisdiction. Like, man, you know, I really hope we can figure this out. But ultimately, you know, What you thought was may not be. Certainly may not be. Um, so contracts in which liability was properly limited using the method specifically showing that the trustees are identified. Such contracts may also encompass the codes and statutes of various jurisdictions. Given that all man-made law by, is by nature fundamentally contractual, the debts of the trust incurred requiring the creditor to look solely to the trust for payment. Conversely, the trust is not liable for the personal debts of the trustee, except to the extent of attachability of the trustee's interest in the trust. So if the trustee doesn't have a specific interest in the trust, then yeah. Think about it. 
and properly limiting your liability when when you're administering a trust in my person is is very important. People get into a lot of trouble. I've seen the people get into a lot of trouble, you know, and, and, and it's really it's really too bad. It's really too bad because you know it, they really get disillusioned, and you know they don't don't want to deal with the trust anymore. They don't want to deal with this and don't don't want to deal with that. And it's really you know it's hard for them to accept that you know you went properly administered. And, you know, you just weren't really educated on how you really should be administering the entity. And that's sad. The trustee of an express trust is empowered by the terms and provisions of the trust instrument to issue certificates, not only a beneficial interest. Did you know that trustee issued a certificate of beneficial interest? Also of capital interest, so it's trust beneficial certificates and trust capital units or capital certificates. Generally speaking, beneficial interest is that which is held by the beneficiary of the trust or the beneficiaries of the trust who are entitled to a certain proportional share of the trust assets during the life or at the termination of the trust, while capital interest is that which is held by the exchanger who has invested property into the trust and thus becomes entitled to a certain proportional share of the any profits and of assets remaining at the termination of the trust. Look, we got about 30 seconds left in the broadcast. If you're listening online, you want to call in. Four two four two 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 five two five five zero. Let me try that again. Four two four two 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 fifty two fifty. Otherwise, you're gonna get cut off. You have to listen to the archive to check out the rest of the show. It's just the way they do it. Specifically, I like how I like how. And, oh, by the way, y'all want this document? Just email the. Admin at the foundation dot com. Just put a document from the show, and I'll email it to you. You ain't even really got to say anything, and um, I'll email it right to you. This is a cold document, man. By the way, you know, and it, you know, I, I throw it in the public. You know, usually, only trustees get this. I don't even think this is on the website, but. This thing is cold, and I like the way that, man, I really like this. Generally speaking, beneficial interest is that which is held by the beneficiary of the trust or beneficiaries who are entitled to a certain proportional share of the trust assets during the life or at the termination of the trust, while capital interest is that which is held by the exchangers who have invested property into the trust and thus become entitled to certain proportional share of any profits and assets remaining at the termination of the trust. Mm. So, 
beneficiaries are just beneficiaries. Trust certificate or trust capital unit holders are essentially exchangers who have invested property, property, personal property. It can be Federal Reserve notes, too. And thus become entitled to certain proportional share of any profits and assets. Anything remaining at the termination of the trust. As a rule, the terms and provisions of the trust instrument control the manner in which beneficial and capital interest are to be administered. So the trustees would hold a meeting of the board of trustees and resolve to bring together or craft the specific rules and terms and provisions of each trust instrument. The beneficiary certificate as well as the trust capital unit. And that will be in the contract, thus acceptance of any certificate, whether it's trust capital unit or beneficiary certificate, technically usually agrees to the terms of distribution. Other than that, there's no power exercised by beneficiaries or trust capital unit holders over the administration of the trust. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is called the control test. And it's one of like three to I think five tests that are used to determine whether or not your trust is being run as an association or a partnership and not as an actual trust. You can have the illest trust indenture on the planet if you administer the trust improperly. Oopie. Oopie. Oopsie. Straight up. Oopsie. Like a three-year-old hitting their knee. But there are certain principles which govern these interests in construing the fundamental classification of the trust. For instance, it is held that where the certificate holders have control over the trust property and or administration of the trust affairs the trust arrangement is in fact a partnership in which the shareholders become liable for the act of the trust I want I'm cool on that the basic principle is that if it is free from the control of the interest holders then it is an express trust This is commonly referred to by courts of equity as the control test, like I was saying earlier, in which control must ultimately rest with the trustees of the trust in order for it to be properly classified as an express trust or a contract is really what we're, what we're talking about. We know what we know what is I know what is meant when I see the term express trust. I'm I'm just translating to execute a contract. Okay, thanks. The well-settled principle applied by courts of equity is that interest holders by full legal title and control over the trust property being vested absolutely in the trustees cannot be considered partners nor agents. 
and therefore cannot be held liable for the debts of the trust in that manner. If they're not, if they don't have control. Uh, should I wrap it right here, y'all? Should I, y'all, should I keep going? I feel like I, should I keep going? Uh, when the trustee is engaged in trade or commerce, commerce, in behalf of the trust, acting under general common law, the trust is within the jurisdiction over which the literal and absolute protection of the Bill of Rights extend, and he has no direct contact with the federal government. Contract law protected by the federal constitution. Into the commercial jurisdiction via contract, i.e., by willfully availing the trust of benefits like the quasi corporate privilege of limited liability for the discharge of debts by using Federal Reserve notes pursuant to the economic system established under. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Think about it. Under this jurisdiction, the federal government has full and direct contact with the trust as they see fit for the benefit of the public policy regulations known as codes and statutes of this jurisdiction. This makes the federal government a third party intervener in the affairs of the trust by operation of law because the trust is being allowed to get away with not truly fulfilling its commercial contracts as is required under the common law of contracts. Because, you know, it's not true gold and silver. So, you know, any bank account, credit card, vendor account, vehicle registration, these are what is known as minimum contacts. And in any specific, those specific instances, if there's a <clears throat> controversy between the board of trustees and the bank, that's under that controversy is under federal jurisdiction. If there's a controversy between the Department of Motor Vehicles and the board of trustees. That controversy is under United States jurisdiction, commercial jurisdiction. So state Department of Motor Vehicles, state court with regards to that specific contract. If it's a state bank, state court. If it's a federal bank, Wells Fargo, federal court. Oh, oh move this. Lack of jurisdiction. The trust is not uh, uh, under legislative code. Well, this specific controversy is because you willingly, as trustee, opened a bank account. Think about it. Oh, it doesn't work. I try to remove it, you know, in the bank and stuff. And they got jurisdiction and they, and they try to, you know, the court is corrupt. All right. The Roman civil law as a base model for commerce regulation was developed out of necessity the church to avoid political scrutiny for its handling of an ever-increasing of precious metals. 
It had become a storehouse for the money and property the people were persuaded to give in exchange for limited liability. You go directly to heaven instead of hell by uh, confessing your sins. As the people became more educated and saw what was really behind the power of religion, the Roman church fell under great, greater and even greater criticism. This led to the development of a banking system to handle the control church wealth and take the critical focus away from the church. The bank learned from the church about limited liability. If you could get people to borrow money beyond their ability to pay back, you can get them to keep performing or paying on the interest in one form or another of a debt, or which is also a debt is a liability, without ever demanding the principal, thereby loaning out same credit to more than one or company. This meant that the bank was limiting the liability of the borrower, so he was not fully responsible for the debt as long as he continued to perform to paying the interest. This was real money or gold became credit, paper money, by loaning the more than one person. Being involved in this sort of commerce was called private commerce. With the church's control over wealth, this private commerce became standard practice in world trade upon the sea. Private international or admiralty maritime law became known as Roman civil law as it began to figure heavily in the politics of every city and country it touched through international commerce. By operation of this body of law, particularly its in rem element, all persons subject to its jurisdiction are not necessarily regarded as fictional vessels per se, but are most more so as objects of the state. These objects, like vessels in traditional admiralty practice, are vested with a distinct quasi corporate persona. Citizens of the United States, whether state or federal chartered corporations or metaphysical chartered colored public persons, therefore are akin to public vessels of the United States within the broad meaning of the Public Vessels Act. Y'all look that up. The Public Vessels Act. And are regulated accordingly. The United States, as with the Roman Church, is considered in international law as a ship of state. The express trust, then, is akin to a private vessel of the United States of America, navigating through the often hostile waters called interstate commerce, which is international commerce via the United States treaties. Even though the express trust is technically not a business trust within the established meaning of the term, this in no way prevents or inhibits the trust from engaging in all manner of business. The trustee is permitted to do under declaration, and it need only obtain the franchise of a business license if it anticipates doing express business in the above described jurisdiction. The trust may operate as or operate a business acquire a business, sell or otherwise dispose of his business, or even contract under the limited liability system and become a taxable entity. The choice is yours. The only thing which may 
obtain the trust from conducting any particular kind of business in any certain jurisdiction is the public policy of that jurisdiction, regarding which is, I'm sorry, which regarding which it has been admitted most states have not passed upon the subject directly. Most states they cannot pass a law impairing the obligation of contracts. And if they and if they pull the contract is not a person, then the United States ain't a person. And then they're gonna So you understand that this is found this is the foundation. Trust is the foundation. I know the name of the show is the foundation, the foundation. Trust is the foundation. And, you know, this is what we get in with regards to trustee training. This is what I'm trying to get to y'all. I'm trying to get y'all this information. I really am. It's important to me. And um, I just think, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, I don't think enough people are, are going to get this, honestly. I don't think... A, I don't think enough of my people are going to get this information in time. And that really concerns me. I'm I'm ever optimistic, though. I really am. But this concerns me. So, with that being said, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. We got three days left before, you know, the foundation is no longer accepting new trustees, man. Um, I think I'm gonna go to the phone lines. If, if we got anything popping on the phone lines, let me see. Yeah, we got some callers. Do y'all have any questions or some comments? Y'all just want to say peace. Um, you know, just press one on your keypad. And we'll get to you. First caller. Here you go, 574-4500. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? My name's Billy. I'm calling from Mississippi. And why are you doing lawyering on the blog air there? I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. I say, I got a, I got a legal question, though. I do. You know what happened to me right here in the trade apart? Well, I, do you? You want to know? I have a legal question. Uh, a big old lesbian ran over my sister's dog. She was on a Vespa, right? Hello? What was on? You said, you said something went over your sister's dog? I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know, Franken. I don't know if you clown or not. But I can't. Okay, that was interesting. Um, let me go to the next call for ninety-five forty twenty-six. Peace. Which name are you calling from? Peace, peace. How you doing, man? It's your boy Brian. Hey, Peter. So, um, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, that's an interesting call. That's a very interesting call. I guess we need a little bit of, uh, you know, excitement or 
somebody making a joke of it. <laughs> um, I heard he said he said something about Lori Ring, and he said uh, Lori Ring, yeah. Lori Ring, and then he was like uh, somebody ran over his sister's daughter or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, now who's coming to show? You know, I like to just tell you, hey, appreciate what you're always doing. I mean. I'm pretty sure you you understand that a lot of people do appreciate this, but it's always good to let people know. Regardless, win. you know. Sounds like you, you in the wind. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you in the wind. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, but uh, is that better now? Yeah, yeah, that's that's better. Yeah, yeah. I was in the wind for a bit because I had to grab something out the car. So and <laughs> uh, no, I was saying appreciate what you do and everything like that. Always and stuff, but it's funny, like you said, people need to understand that you know things are getting serious. I don't know if you heard about the whole. Uh, remember when they were uh, doing the whole BIE thing when the kids yeah. were black? Wait, wait, wait. Right. No, what is BIE? Hello. Oh, for real? I know something you don't know, bro. <laughs> I, know I don't know. So what is? Oh, B-I-E. What is B-I-E, B-I-E, the whole black extremist. The black extremist. Oh, okay. That was a... All right. Yeah, you know about that, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, so the reason why I'm bringing it up... Yeah. The reason why I'm bringing it up is because people didn't understand the sign. So because of that, you know, in people's eyes, it came up as... Like they're attacking people when there's no history of these people doing that, like you know, doing uh, anything that would be considered a terrorist attack, right? So what we were talking about was like, why you have this? So the FBI was like, you know what? I guess you're right. It does come off looking like we're, you know, attacking a certain group of people. So what they did was they lumped everybody in the same thing. So pretty much what I'm saying is now they didn't change the BIE. Right, they didn't change the manifesto and what they the whole reason why they're doing it. They just lumped them in extreme. Uh, what is it? It's a racial identify identify extreme groups or something like that. And so they lumped them with the with the the white nationalists, the 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 um you know all the other groups that are supposed to be terrorists. And people don't realize that they did that because now they're. They're pretty much still operating the same way. You know what I'm saying? They're not. They didn't. They just grouped it in that in that in that setting, right? So they put you with the with the skinheads and the you know the white nationalists and all that, saying like you're just as bad as them. But the problem is they got a thing called uh, Operation Hammer Hammer Fist. I think it's Hammer Fist, and basically it's the new Quarantel um, for this generation. And if people don't know what Quarantel was, there was a way how they broke down um, certain groups that was in the black, the so-called, you know, quote-unquote black community, and they used to infiltrate. There were people that they felt that they can turn and start having to be inside men on what's going on when it came to the Black Panthers and all these groups. And what they said also in that is they're not only attacking people that um, call themselves like, you know, the woke people, you know, black people or whatever. They said they're attacking the people who believe they Hebrew Israelites, and they're attacking more. They said they're going to start looking into all these people because they said they are very 
these stream groups. So people got to understand it's getting serious to the point where you need to be, you know, preparing for this because they're doing things that you're not really looking on the surface. People being distracted by all this, uh, you know, Popeye's chicken crap, you know, which one's better, Popeye's or, or um, what was it, what's the other one? Um, Chick-fil-A, whatever one, I forget. And, you know, you're distracted by all this stuff, not realizing that they're plotting. They don't want, and, that's, and to me, they don't want people to unite or, you know, I'll say brothers and sisters to link up because these other people are at having guns and stuff. And, you know, these groups don't have guns. They're not running around trying to push their force. They're just trying to come together and try to do what they need to do. But it seems like, to me, they don't want you to do that. And because you, if you do that, you might try to overturn what they're doing. So why do I, why do I bring that up? Because, like Soap is talking about, you got to prepare for this. And one way you can prepare for this is, you know, rocking with him and Yusuf and all these other people. They're trying to give you the information to get yourself in a better position. You know, they're trying to make you understand that you you on somebody else's uh, board and you playing the game, but you don't know the rules. You know, by playing basketball, I don't know where the you know where the three point line at or where the out of bounds at. You know, you gotta know where you're going. So, in order to win the game, so you don't have to play their game. You just gotta learn the rules. That if you know your ancestors actually made up these rules and these people just know how to uh, manipulate it and pretty much PDD it. They remixed it. Remixed it, you know. So they remix everything and they, they understand it better and you could get back to that position of understanding how to use the stuff that was created by your ancestors. So, you know, that's it. people don't realize, like I said, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that and you can go to the next person, but they're watching you. Like I said, they are really trying to, they had, they had the BIE and it, and it came off as really prejudiced and then they grouped them in all these groups. So there was like the, the Taliban, the white supremacists, anybody who they consider a, a group that I racially identify, they were now calling them extreme groups. So you got prepared for that. You got prepared once you start trying to do stuff. Like they said, real... Um, we're against is moving silent, so people got to get to that point. So, you know, and watch the people around you. Like, you know, the people, you got to have a real tight group of people because you don't know. They might be somebody working for the government. You never know. I'm back, Yeah. So that's all I've got, and I appreciate what you do, man. And you know, on to the next caller, I guess. No, that's real. My uh, my thing's starting chopping up. Sorry about that. Okay, I can hear you now better. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, my other the you know the other the other mic I was using started chopping up, and I can hear it. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know who really broke it down a, a real good place if you want if anybody wanna see it, go type in the the Young Turks. Um the Young Turks the on YouTube and type in like uh B I E or black extremists or racial extremists and they break it down to you because they 
it was in newspapers. I mean, not newspapers, but it was reports. But most people I know ain't going to read. So, that's a, I mean, or they don't have time to read. So that's a good way to see what they're talking about because they broke down what they said about, like, how they're going to have that. I think, like I said, it's stone hand or stone or, or, or stone hammer or something like that. And that's, a, that's meant for us, meant for dark people, black people, melanated people. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are valid points. I think, um, I don't think a lot of people realize exactly, you know, how this stuff is shaping up and what this stuff is really starting to look like. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that's going on in China, you know, the protests and stuff, I mean, I think I feel like they're doing a lot of tests in different countries, man, to figure out how exactly they're going to do this dance, but... I think what you're saying is very, very, um, very pertinent. And um, it's all the more the reason to not only get your circle up, but, you know, tighten up your circle as far as who you're dealing with. Because, I mean, there's a lot of send-offs out here and high-level finessers. So, really, you know, watch who you're dealing with. Because who knows? But, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, those are good points, man. Appreciate you calling in, man. Still there? Brian from the bank. Yeah, this whole thing is chopped up. Alright. Um, this um you know, I, I feel like I say this all the time, man, but block talk is, is really tripping. And I can't even really deal with this switchboard anymore. Um I keep getting that alarm. But, I, you know, I'm going to wrap it up, man. I can't pull any callers in. Um, this stuff is, it is what it is. Um, it happens. I appreciate y'all checking out the show um, with regards to the trust basics. I definitely, uh, you know, really want, really want y'all to, you know, be able to get into a position 